Welcome to the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning Podcast. In our podcast, we provide support for school leadership and the workplace with a proven approach for implementing social and emotional learning. As it's well known in our schools today and emotional intelligence in the modern workplace with a proven strategy to increase well-being, achievement, and results backed by the most current neuroscience research. I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and former educator who, like you, knows firsthand about stress in today's schools and corporations, along with the effects that this stress has on our well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. In this podcast, we will provide you with the tools, resources, and ideas to implement proven strategies backed by the most current neuroscience research to help you to achieve the long-term gains of implementing these success strategies in your daily life. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit AchieveIt360.com. AchieveIt360.com. Welcome to our first Neuroscience Meets SEL podcast. This is Andrea Samadhi. In this episode, we'll be talking about the why behind setting up a social and emotional learning program in your school or district or an emotional intelligence training program in your workplace. Today I have with me Majid Samadhi. He's a corporate sales leader for the past 22 years and my husband, and we'll be talking about the why behind social and emotional learning or emotional intelligence trainings for the school or workplace and he'll offer his thoughts with his experiences in mind. As someone who works in the corporate world, Majid, why do you think teaching SEL in our classrooms is so important to develop our future generations? What gaps do you see in the corporate world? So Andrew, that, that's a really good question because um, as we have different um, positions that become available within corporations, Every position, every team task uh, requires certain, uh, certain skills that are important um, in order to be able to add to the, to the value of the team approach. Um, what's really important to know is as a, as a leader of, of any team that it's, it's so crucial to know how each individual member might interpret something, how each individual person might think about a certain situation and really having a variety of different skills uh, within a team so that this way we can approach um, projects or tasks from all different ways. So it, it's really important to, to know how the mind works, uh, to know how the brain functions, and how you know different people think about things a little bit differently. Um, as you go through different stages of life, uh, your career, your education, you pick up different skills and um, different um, experiences that come along with it. So as you think about it, you know there are some some team members or some employees that do not have the experience that others do, and that's where you know over time, if they have the right skills, the um, the the background, the knowledge, the experience, all those things can play a key role in, in their development. So Andrea, what about you? Um, I know you were a classroom teacher. Why do you think SEL programs are so important in today's classroom? Um, why now hasn't SEL always been around uh, in preparing students for the workplace? 
Sure, definitely. These skills have always been important, but the research just wasn't there 20 years ago. When I first started my career in education in the late 90s, I was a classroom teacher and I felt overwhelmed and frustrated by the lack of resources that I had to help me manage and teach my students. My first teaching assignment was a behavioral class and I really had to be creative to hold their attention, let alone teach what was required. So I discovered social emotional learning skills really by chance through a motivational speaker. And after seeing students working with skills that were developing their attitude, their mindset, their confidence, their goal setting abilities, what we used to call soft skills, I saw that it skyrocket the results. I saw kids that were going from C grades to A grades, from sitting on the bench in their sports teams to being starting lineups, to really improving their personal lives. And I knew that we were onto something with this. It actually hit me like a brick. And because I was struggling to make an impact in the classroom with my own students, and then I saw there were these 12 teens that had been working with content of this nature, and it was only a few months and they started really skyrocketing their results. They were working on lessons that mirrored growth mindset back then and self-awareness. And I knew then that I was meant to be doing this work now. So it's been a 20 year journey and I'm excited to share these resources and ideas with everyone here on the podcast. I know it won't shock educators to know the statistics that support the need for SEL and students, but did you know that one fourth of students struggle with anxiety and one fifth struggle with depression? Research shows that students with strong SEL health demonstrate self-control, they communicate well, they're empathetic, respectful, grateful, gritty, and optimistic. We also know that neuroscience has advanced our understanding of these SEL skills. There's also so much more research that we know now. Success in life and in college and career specifically relies on students' cognitive, social, and emotional development. Research shows that teaching these skills result in immediate and long-term improvement in academic achievement, and they're a better predictor of success than academic ability alone. And we know that there's also a connection between educator cortisol increase and student cortisol increase. So when we've got a teacher that's stressed, it's naturally going to uh, stress out the students. We know that teachers who demonstrate social emotional learning competencies are more likely to stay in the classroom longer because they're able to work more effectively with challenging situations and students. So there's an immediate need for change. Adult SEL must also be addressed and trained so teachers can use these skills with their students as they are teaching because only a well-regulated adult can help regulate a student. So the research is finally here and it's proving what most of us have known for decades, but the time is now to implement these programs in the classroom. And there was an EdWeek 2019 Social Emotional Learning Summit that I watched and followed. And I saw that educators are interested in social emotional learning, but they're not always sure where to start. And they're looking for clear starting points to develop their own SEL strategies. So this was one of the main reasons behind why we started this podcast to provide tools, ideas, and resources. And I actually just saw today on Twitter 
the National Association of Elementary School Principals, NAESP, showing that the U.S. House of Representatives have just passed a bill to increase educational funding by $11.7 billion, and SEL is one of the initiatives on the list to receive funding, and it's listed at $260 million. So finally, the need is being backed financially. So I'm hoping that we see some changes in our schools in the next few years. Majid, what do you think? Do you think that this is the beginning of a much needed uh, curve of change? For sure, Andrea. So going back a few years ago, um, SEL started really, um, started, started the process going, um, looking back at, you know, I had the opportunity to work with Growth Mindset a few years back and and I've really learned a lot about social emotional learning, about how do you set goals and how do you really, um, you know, change the vocabulary in, in helping uh, affect student outcome. And um, so the work has been in place uh, for a couple of years now. And um, as we start entering um, this time frame, um, social emotional learning is just getting stronger and stronger. And this is the beginning path of where SEL will be going. What's really interesting and what's really exciting is to see the brain-based um, strategies come into effect with social-emotional learning. Social-emotional learning is important. So, what, for example, one of the examples I, I always um, share with with um, different team members that I that I work with is that you know we were trained to always say, "Hey, you're working really hard. You're doing really great." Um, you're, you're going to be successful because you're working hard. Um, and those are, those are all key strategies as we work with our own kids, right? So um, when, you know, I used to tell my own daughter um, that, you know, you're, you're doing great. Um, you're awesome. You're, you're perfect. Um, and those are not the key words to be communicating with, with uh, children or your, your students. It's, it's uh, instilling the value in them that they need to work hard to get the, the, the um, outcome that they need. So I've, for myself, I've gone ahead and, and changed the vocabulary and, and, and I tell my kids now, you're doing great because you're working hard. And when you're working hard, you'll, you'll achieve the results that you're looking for. So those are some things that were at the beginning stages, but now when you start incorporating how the brain learns, how do we learn from different parts of the brain? How do we, um, you know, become successful by, by understanding the brain and mixing it with social emotional learning. I think we're just entering the new phases of where this is all going. And now that um, from what you just shared about, about uh, NAESP and the funding that goes behind it, I think this is the beginning of, of a new era around uh, social emotional learning and, and how, the, uh, how we can see some great uh, outcomes from, uh, from, from this work. Can you see SEL being incorporated right into academic curriculum? I know teachers are already starting to use, you know, growth mindset with math. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have it yet. Um, could you see curriculum really being shaped by SEL and the Absolutely. language? Absolutely, and, and I think where you're going to see that mostly is you're going to see it in the, the teacher side of materials, where teachers are able to really, um, once they, they learn the, the skills that are incorporated with how do you best reach students, how do you get the maximum return from your students, let's face it, in today's world, all teachers are being really pressed for, for assessment, for outcomes, and, you know, teaching was a really hard job before, right? It was, it was, a, it, it was, a, it was a very challenging task to be able to, to, you know, have students pass 
and really learn about the different parts of curriculum. But today, the pressure that we're putting on educators is is um, far more than we've ever had. Uh, but now, the assessment part is really adding another layer to it. Um, so imagine if, if we're asking our teachers to, to perform at those levels, we need to give them more tools, right? Give them tools where they can understand how we can try to connect with different students, how we can set goals, how do we change our own vocabulary to really make an impact with students. So absolutely, um, once we start changing the language, how we think, knowing how students learn, we can incorporate all those strategies into any curriculum. It could be math, it could be science. You build those strategies into it, it'll work with any curriculum. So what about the corporate world, Majid? You've been working in corporate America for over 22 years. Where do you see these skills um, for emotional intelligence? Like, we, we know what SEL skills are. We know their self-awareness, self-regulation, um, empathy, social skills. We know that COSL has listed the competencies and mo most educators know, but what about emotional intelligence? Where does this play in? So it's, it's, um, it's a little bit more than even the corporate world. It's, it's as, as human beings, uh, it is our responsibility to continue to uh, better educate ourselves, to learn different ways of being successful. And, uh, you know, I go back to myself uh, as far as, um, you know, when I work with, with any new sales team, I, I really try to focus on the self-awareness um, because it's really important to know the foundations of, of why you're doing what you're doing, right? So I look back as, as a thought leader, I look at Simon Sinek's work as far as the why, and anytime we do, uh, we start working with a new team, or we start work taking on a new project or task or anything like that, everything has to be centered around the why. Why, why do we do what we do? And as you look at it with the corporate piece, right, the corporate uh, infrastructure, it's really important to make sure that when you're working with your teammates, you guys, you know, we're all in this, we have a common language where we have the same goals, same outcomes, right? We all approach it a little bit differently, um, by, but, but really knowing why what we do um, and, um, uh, and really building strategies around that, that, that's what creates productivity, right? We become successful, uh, we work together, we understand that we all play a role in um, in our outcomes and um, so you know the 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 whole SEL work and the brain base that all it's really important in today's world especially that students learn this at a younger age so this way when they they do make it to the workforce that um, those foundational skills are instilled within uh, what they believe in so um, absolutely 100% it's really important to have those as a foundation in place now that we know what the why behind introducing a program to a school or workplace is, what are some really good first steps to begin, Andrea? Um, for schools, there are some, some steps to consider, right? Um, what, what are your thoughts around that? So definitely when you're thinking about launching a program, I go back to the most needed question that came up um, at that uh, Ed Week Summit was most educators know that SEL is important but no one knows where to start so uh, the first step would be to identify your team um, in your school this consists of principals counselors teachers district leaders and definitely having students on your team and then aligning your mission make sure you know what you're doing what are your values and beliefs why are you doing it so this will create buy-in for everybody participating what 
what, what, why are you doing this? What do you see the need is? And then map out your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities for growth and your threats um, to become aware of where you're going. Where are you now and where would you like to go? Find out where your gaps are and then just create your roadmap so you know where you are and where you're going. Choose your program, uh, whatever curriculum you want to look at. We have a, a curriculum that we've been working with schools with and there's lots out there, but you wanna have your team identify what you're looking for and get involved in choosing a curriculum. And then pick, pick your training format. So a few schools could implement, some might decide to just pick one or two schools in a district and implement and start that way. Definitely. From my experience, the top-down approach doesn't work if you mandate it within a district. It usually needs some uh, teacher buy-in when you get your teams formed and you have the buy-in from your teams. Everybody participates and they make the program their own and that would be the way to make the program successful within a school. That would be a first step. But what about implementing a program in the workplace? How would it be any different? Well, I think it's going to be the same same topic points, right, where we, we start about uh, for the workplace. So, for example, you know, the first step will be identify your teams in the workplace, office managers, sales leaders, and picking a few leaders from within the organization to help uh, spread spread the program as you as you uh, try to identify those those uh, team members. Right. So mapping out your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities for growth uh, and threats. So that's the SWOT analysis. Right to become more aware of uh, what you're doing right now, where are some areas where you need to improve. Now that you know where you wanna be and where you wanna go, um, let's create a map around that, right? Based on your analysis, what are some areas of focus? Uh, consider doing climate surveys to, to find out what employees are thinking and feeling. There's nothing more important than actually listening to your employees and um, seeing what's, what are some important things that they, they believe in, what are their values? Um, picking your, your training format. Training can be completed in all different ways, right? So we could, you could, it could be in person, it could be live, right? It could be in a webinar format. Majed, I wanna thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy evening to offer some of your thoughts and suggestions for social emotional learning in our schools and emotional intelligence in the workplace. To sum it all up for our first podcast, we've established why a social emotional learning or an emotional intelligence program is important. We've got the research behind it. We know who the programs can benefit, whether it's the schools or the workplace. We've talked about how to launch or to begin, just get some starting points to begin to think about this. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about what, what your program should cover. And we'll start to connect the brain base and the neuroscience connections to the content. See you next time. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.